for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Tony Maserati of the Felger and Maz Show out in Boston, Massachusetts, who covers the New England Patriots and Boston sports fans, including their anger about the Jimmy Garoppolo trade that they feel is coming back to bite them, whether or not Bill Belichick is going to take this team to the postseason, or if he's thinking about planning for next season and blowing this team up in just a couple of weeks. We'll talk to Tony Maz about the Jimmy G climate in Boston as the 49ers get ready to head east for a matchup with Bill Belichick, the hoodie, Cam Newton, and the New England Patriots. It's Friday, October 23rd. It's a pleasure now to welcome in Tony Maserati. He's on Felger and Maz, of course, out in Boston. It's great to get a Boston voice talking Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots this weekend. And, and I guess that's where we start, right, Tony? Is It's Jimmy G week for Patriots fans, right? Yeah, as I've been saying to people, guess who's coming to dinner? Jimmy G this week. <laughs> so, look, given the quarterback situation here, I think it's a game people want to see. Obviously, the Patriots have their own share of problems. But it feels to me now like... This is the scenario that Patriots fans, at least some of them, feared, or certainly that Bill Belichick feared, which is to say that Tom Brady is gone and the Patriots don't have a succession plan, and here comes Garoppolo with the Niners, and I personally would take him back in a minute, and something suggests to me that Bill Belichick would do the same. That's a good jumping-off point here, because I think a lot of people in the offseason looked around and said, okay, what, he's going to go with Jared Stidham, he's maybe going to go with Hoyer, and then, of course, he swoops in and a one-year deal gets Cam Newton. And I'll get to that in a minute, but you said you think Bill Belichick would gladly have him back. He heaped praise on him this week in talking about the quarterback he's become. You think if he could go back and change the trade? Now, you'd probably have to give up a Super Bowl, right? They went and they won one more. You think Belichick would go back and redo that deal? Yep, I do. And again, because I don't think Belichick was the one who was behind it. I don't think Belichick wanted to make that deal in the first place. I think it was made clear to him that Tom Brady was going to stay. And honestly, I think that the Patriots probably had regrets about how they handled that. If they don't have regrets now, I think they had them pretty quickly. And when I say that, I mean that there's a lot more information we have now, thanks to Jeff Benedict's book on the Patriots, the book that just came out recently called The Dynasty. And in that book, we learned that after the Patriots lost the Super Bowl, Tom Brady went to Robert Kraft and asked him to get out of his contract. And so in the fall of 2017, the Patriots traded Garoppolo because Brady felt that Garoppolo was being held over his head and Belichick was leveraging him with Garoppolo. So Brady appealed to the owner. Kraft sided with Brady. Jimmy Garoppolo was traded in the fall of 17. In the spring of 18, Brady still asked out. And so six months later, six months after the owner basically did a solid for his quarterback, Brady still wanted out of the organization. If the Patriots knew it was going to unfold like that, I think they would have totally handled it differently. In fact, I think they may have regretted it regardless. It's a tough deal, man. How are Patriots fans feeling about that? Because I imagine, you know, the Patriots had a fine season last year, but they don't get the home field advantage throughout after the interception to the Dolphins. You got Andy Reid saying hail to the Dolphins, and I'm sure Brian Flores loved keeping that out of Bill Belichick's hands, but they don't get through the postseason last year, and then they look up, and there's Jimmy G marching the 49ers to an NFC championship. Well, so look, I think people here have mixed emotions about it because there are the Brady loyalists who never wanted Brady to wear another uniform and that still hold the Patriots accountable for the fact that Brady is now in Tampa Bay. And so they'll side with Brady no matter what. But you know, we have to remember, too, that at the time, 
the Super Bowl they ended up winning in 2018 was their sixth. So if it had been their first, I think a lot of people would say, well, wait a minute, now you don't trade a Super Bowl. you got to win it before you can just cut bait and move on. Because I think that sends a bad message to your fan base if you value ticket sales and longevity over actually winning championships. But when you've already won five of them, I think that there is a, a school of thought and a good one that says, you know what, let's bite the bullet in the short term. We'll be better off in the long Belichick clearly had an affection for Garoppolo. The sample size was small, but Garoppolo's passer rating with Belichick as his coach in a couple of games was over 113. And the offense here did not change. It's not like he went into a Kyle Shanahan run-driven offense that was going to protect the quarterback. In Belichick's system, Jimmy Garoppolo was flourishing. And look, given the way Belichick spoke this week, I think it tells you plenty where he said, Jimmy has all the tools that you need to be a good quarterback. So he still clearly feels that Garoppolo can do the job that he could have done it here. At the risk of stating the obvious, the Patriots historically cut bait with players a year too early versus a year too late. They changed that with Brady. Now, on the one hand, you can say, well, that's fine. It's Tom Brady's the greatest player in the history of the league. I look at it and say, well, you have this philosophy, but then you got to the most important position on the field and you didn't adhere to it. So it's all well and good to do it with a defensive tackle or a guard, but what happens when you do it at quarterback and you don't subscribe to your own philosophy? Now you're in a predicament where you're playing musical chairs at quarterback. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. It is funny because we spent all that time leading up to this season wondering, you know, what was the dynasty because of Bill Belichick or was it because of Tom Brady? And I think it's pretty easy now to look at it and say, well, it's a combination of both. You had the consistency at that position, and now you turn the page and you got a Cam Newton out there. And we know they lost that game a couple of weeks ago, Cam Newton, because of the COVID-19, could not play. They've lost two in a row now. And I look at this game coming up on Sunday, and I go, Bill Belichick's not going to lose three in a row in back-to-back games at home, Right. That is the logical school of thought. The problem is that these aren't the same Patriots anymore. And all of those other teams that never lost three in a row or didn't go on any sort of significant losing streak had Tom Brady a quarterback. So there's a big difference there. Now, look, do I think the Patriots are going to play as badly as they did last week against Denver? No. I looked this up. The Patriots had three turnovers and four sacks. It was only the ninth time in 20 years with Belichick as coach that that has happened, and the first time since 2008 when Matt Castle was the quarterback and Brady was injured and missed that entire season. Mm -hmm. So the point is, they haven't had a game like that in 12 years, really, one that was that bad. So I think they're going to be better this week. But really, this whole thing relates to the long-term versus the short. If Jared Stidham had progressed and were still making developmental strides and and it was at a point where we'd say, okay, Cam Newton's a stock gap guy, it's a bridge year, Stidham's going to take over, everything looks good there, then I think people would have less reason to look back on the Garoppolo trade and question it. But the fact is that Jared Stidham has gone backwards. He was the third stringer to start the year. The only reason he's the backup now is because Brian Hoyer was absolutely abysmal in Kansas City. Even if Newton plays reasonably well, I just don't see them committing long-term dollars to him. 
it seems more like he's maybe playing for a contract with another team. And I, I love a player in football with something to prove. A guy who's going to step up and say, everybody doubted me. I'll take the one-year deal after the injury-laden season last year where he didn't really get to play. But then I look at the Pats' offense now and I go, okay, Cam Newton is, has led the team in rushing in three of the four games he started. That's got to be a little bit of a concern, right, that they are not moving the football the way they have in the past, especially against a really poor Giants, uh, excuse me, not Giants, a Broncos secondary like we saw last week. The big problem is the passing game. There's no two ways about it. Right. The, the running game has been pretty good, at least until last week. And then I think what happened is Denver committed to the run and really put the ball in Newton's hand, and the Patriots just did not have an answer. And so, you know, if you look up all the passing metrics, I think the, the Patriots are last in the league in passing yards. They are last or near last in touchdown passes. They've thrown among the most interceptions in the league. In passer rating, they rank 28th in the league. They've had the fewest pass plays in football of 20-plus yards. And it's just not a league where you can win if you can't throw the football. And some of that is Newton or, for that matter, Hoyer and Stidham, who played in the Kansas City game. And, again, the two of them are absolutely terrible in that game. Some of it is Newton. Some of it is the fact that they don't have great weapons. Some of it is the fact that the offensive line was a little banged up and it feels like that's coming back together. But at the end of the day, their quarterback play isn't good enough. And if that doesn't change, then I could totally see them being a seller in the days leading up to the deadline here in the next, you know, 10 days, two weeks. Now, when you say seller, you don't mean mean bailing on everything, right? You just mean trying to improve for the back end of the season? Or are you talking Bill Belichick's now making moves potentially for next year? No, I think there's a chance that they would make moves potentially for next year. I mean, I think there's uh, every chance that they would move a guy like, uh, let's just say, Joe Tooney, who's on a franchise tag at guard, and they have a young lineman that they like. Stephon Gilmore, I think, is a candidate to be dealt because it feels like there's been an ongoing contract issue there. His name seems to uh, keep popping up in trade rooms. So I don't rule out anything with Bill. I, I think that if they were to slip to two and four or even two and five here, and they have a couple of tough games. Obviously, the Niners are in here this week, and then they play the Bills. And if they fall to two and five, and that'll be just a couple of days before the deadline, I could totally see Bill trading off pieces and saving money. You're talking about this upcoming schedule. It is tough. Three of the next four, 49ers, Buffalo, Baltimore, and then at Houston, Arizona. That's a tricky game. So uh sort of reminds me of when Mark Jackson was here in the Bay Area coaching the Warriors, Tony. When things started to change a little bit and the Warriors were making playoff runs, he said, things be changing in Golden State. It sounds like without Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, a losing record, things be changing with New England Patriots football too, man. Oh, for sure. And uh, and we knew that was going to happen. That you know, The real second guess, again, to go back to Garoppolo, was the decision to trade him. And Belichick had it set up to make that transition. The Patriots were in position to do at quarterback what they've done at every other spot on the field. And they didn't follow through on it. And right now they're just kind of bouncing around seeking for a solution. And, again, there are a lot of uh, variables and factors at play. So Newton missed the game with COVID. They've had, again, injuries on the offensive line. The skill position players aren't good. They've had virtually no production at tight end. So there's a lot to look at there. But the fact is, I have a hard time believing that things would have fallen the way they did with the roster if Garoppolo were still the quarterback. I don't think Belichick would have let it happen that way. It's incredible. 49er fans are ready to drive him out of town after a game a couple weeks ago. And and Patriots fans are like, no, no, we'll gladly take him back. Tony Maz, I appreciate the time today, man. It was great catching up with you. As always, anytime. Man, Boston sports are just a, a different beast. Can you imagine being like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be willing to give up a championship 
that we knew we were going to win if we could just have Jimmy Garoppolo back. That's thinking big picture. And you start thinking about the 49ers doing that. He mentioned, of course, Bill Belichick getting rid of guys a year too early rather than a year too late. Sounds a lot like Bill Walsh, the other guy we consider the greatest coach in the history of football. Big game on Sunday. Jimmy G returns to New England to take on the Patriots. I imagine a lot of fans out there will be upset with Bill Belichick and company if the 49ers roll in and do a little damage. Huge game for the Niners, huge game for the Patriots, and we'll discuss it all next week after we get the result of that game. Thank you to Brian, my producer. Thank you to Tony Maserati, of course, for being our guest today. And thank you to you, the listener, for joining us week in and week out, covering football a lot this week. It's been a lot of fun. But around the corner on Monday, we're going to do a little dive into Warrior basketball. We still do not have a date for the start of next season, but Warriors in the draft coming up in about a month or so. So lots to get to regarding what they're going to do with that number two pick. All stuff we'll discuss next Monday. Enjoy the football this weekend. We will talk to you guys then.